Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to review all the games from yesterday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, we had the Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters. That was a cracker, that one. Then we had the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Canberra Raiders. Then we had two draws to finish the evening. Very rare as far as trials go. We had the Dolphins and the Cowboys who played out a 22-all draw. And then we had the Broncos and the Titans who also played out a draw 24 all in that one. We'll start with the first game though, and we'll do a deeper dive on Blogging a Bar a little bit later today. Uh, Roosters Storm 32 to 4 in favor of the Sydney Roosters. Uh, the Roosters during the week named a star started side, uh, probably the best side of the week. We got to game day uh, and the side had changed quite a bit. Uh, a number of changes, a number of superstars that were meant to start came off the bench and whatnot. So we had to. Uh, transition our thoughts a little bit with this Rooster side and who was named. Uh, but there was still a number of very, very impressive talents out there. Uh, some guys that stood out to me from the Sydney Roosters. Uh, I thought that Sam Walker, he looked pretty confident. Uh, I saw a lot of people bagging him because he like he, he he did run around a lot and he was a little bit um, erratic throughout the game. But that's who Sam Walker is and I really don't want him to change that game all that much, to be honest with you. I thought that Matt Lodge was sensational. I, I thought he was one of the best on the ground. He was very, very impressive. I think that his uh, stocks will go up in Supercoach. I thought Lodge did a lot of really, really good things. Egan Butcher, I thought he was fantastic as well. This is the sort of guy that we've been talking about for a long time now. So it was good to see him start to play his best footy out on that edge. And Josh Wong, uh, they marked him really well, to be fair. I thought he did a couple of good things. He did get caught out defensively once or twice, which I was a little bit disappointed with. Um, They obviously had their first try that I believe Tyrant Wishart scored. 
where Josh Wong sort of got caught in no man's lands around the marker. So got to be better than that. And I think that's where uh, going into this first grade side, I think some of the more prominent voices being on the field will really help him a lot. I thought that when Victor Radley got on the field, he came on with Matty Lodge, Brandon Smith, these sort of guys. I thought he made a huge difference. He had some really nice touches. Uh, and the try that he scored that Brandon Smith threw the pass for, I watched the first few minutes of Cheese. And as you guys know, I'm a little bit hesitant on him as a hooker. Uh, and I, I was very worried in the first few minutes. Uh, some of his passes, uh, he lost the tackle count at one point, gave way an early penalty. Just a few things in Cheese's game as a hooker that he's got to really improve on. But uh, that pass to Victor Radley, I didn't think Brandon Smith had that in him, to be honest with you. The, the deception to fade to the left to come back and hit a two-man cutout like that. It's probably not something I've associated with Cheese's game. So as much as early on there was a couple of negatives with his organization and his passing and whatnot, uh, there's no doubt whatsoever that he is improving as a nine. And I think that it'll just be a week-to-week thing with the Cheese. Uh, But yeah, I I thought that he impressed towards the back end. I thought Victor Radley was fantastic. I thought Matt Lodge was unreal as well. Jake Turpin started the game at 5'8". I thought he looked great. Uh, Put up a tweet yesterday saying that he looks weirdly comfortable in the halves and everyone jumped down my throat saying he played halves when he was younger. I know that, but he's played a lot of hooker over the last few years. Uh, it's not as easy as just jumping into the 5'8 and five-eight role and looking the way that he did, despite history and everything. Uh, oh, I thought Jake Turbin looked really good, and I think he's going to play a prominent role for this side this year. I think he's going to be really, really important for them coming off the bench. Uh, there was a number of guys in the back line that I thought were fucking unreal. Um, William uh, Fakatumofi, I have not seen him before. He was in Jersey 20. He was very, very strong. He was very impressive. Uh, there was Katoa as well. Jersey 28, the winger. Um, Tui Pilotu Katoa, he was fantastic. So the Roosters' depth there is unreal. I thought Junior Pago was pretty good as well. Took an intercept, went the length or, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was an intercept pass of Jaden Nikarima. He did some really good things as well. So depth for the Roosters is looking very, very good. I thought the two hookers were good. Tom Deacon when he came, he started on the field, I thought he looked nice. Uh, then the kid I was excited about, Tyler Moriarty, he got an injury throughout the game uh, but he came on and he was brilliant. He got a lot of ability. So when you have a look, and if you understand the Roosters system going from first grade all the way down to their Harold Matthews, they've got a gun hooker in every single team. So it'll be very interesting to see where these five or six hookers do end up, uh, how many of them go on to play first grade at the Roosters, and how many of them end up being uh, first graders elsewhere. Uh, the other one that stood out to me was uh, Elza Keem, who played on the left edge, scored a nice try, did a couple of really nice things. If you guys listen to my coverage of the Rugby League World Cup, he was actually playing for Lebanon. We tipped him to do really well there. I didn't realize he'd actually gone to the Roosters. I thought he was at the Paramount Eels still. So when he popped up yesterday... I saw him score, and I thought, fuck, that guy looks familiar. And I realized that it was uh, Eli El-Zakim, who, uh, yeah, I, I think he's a very talented guy, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see him at some point this year. Very surprised that uh, the Paramount Eels let him go, to be honest with you. I thought Sandon Smith was pretty handy, the halfback. I thought he did a good job. Uh, and, and, yeah, look, just an all-round good hit out by the Sydney Roosters. I think they'll be happy with how it played out. I think they'll play their full side next week, and you'll see them for... X amount of minutes, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, we're not sure where Angus Crichton is at as far as if he's playing or not to start the season. Uh, so there is an edge spot that has opened up there. So you've got Josh Wong, you've got Egan Butcher. I would suggest that Egan Butcher is probably the one that uh, has his head in front at the moment. So I think there's a good chance to see Egan Butcher and Nat Butcher line up on the edge of the Sydney Roosters. So uh, pretty special for the Butcher family if that is how it plays out. For the Melbourne Storm, um, they came back at the end uh, in this one and did pretty well to hang in this contest. 
Um, obviously had, um, you know, Wishart scored the first try, which is a really good one. Uh, Bronson Garlic went through and set him up. Really, really good good player, Bronson Garlic. I've always liked him. Really good guy too. Will Warbrick then scored off a kick, a bit of a lucky one, a, a, a bit of a rebound. And then our boy, we spoke about him during the week. We spoke about him on Instagram. Uh, Faya Logo, fuck, he's a good player. He is just lightning quick. Made a line break early in the game and then got absolutely pounded off the back of that. Uh, had to come from the field. Then he came back on and absolutely set this game alight, scoring that try. It was sensational. You have a look at his game there. I reckon he would have played a grand total of 30 minutes. Uh, I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but he was off the field for a lot. Um, 10 runs for 235 metres. Granted, uh, one of those was a, a length of the field run. So, I mean, take it down to nine nine runs for 130 metres. Still pretty fucking handy. Kick return metres, 71. Post contact metres, 27. He had two line breaks, four tackle breaks. Uh, this kid is electrifying. I love everything about him. Uh, and I think he's definitely one to watch in the future. He had a kick return as well, which was unreal. He set up a line break there. So... Uh, we mentioned him during the week. Very, very high on him, and I think he will be one to watch over the next few years. Uh, Justin Olam obviously got injured in this one, so he could miss round one. So it'll be interesting. That could open up a spot uh, in the centers for someone to come in. I think Will Walbrick will be there and thereabouts. I thought Dean Irema, I've never rated him too highly in the past. I thought he was pretty good in this game. I tweeted, uh, and I got a bit of backlash for it, but I tweeted um, my thoughts coming into this one, and I did say Jonah Pizzette. Uh, I think he's very, very hyped. I think people are very excited about him, but... Uh, outside of the New South Wales game, the games that I've watched him, I haven't been absolutely thrilled. He had a very good game in in, in the 19s game, and I think for a lot of people, uh, that's the only time they've seen Pazette play, and they're very, very hyped about him, but did say yesterday, I'm not completely convinced on him, and I want to watch him closely, and uh, yeah, didn't really set the world alight yesterday, let's be honest here. So, didn't have a bad game, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't blown away by Pazette, so it will be interesting. He's a young guy, you're not expecting him to blow it away every single time he gets the ball, uh, but six runs for 36 metres. Uh, you probably want a little bit more out of your halfback, realistically. Uh, I thought Bronson Garlic was good. Uh, Christian Welsh, he came on with with a nice offload. That's what you want to see from Welsh. thought the back rowers, they were very interesting. You had Joe Chan, who started on one edge. You had Eli Katoa on the other side. Joe Chan's always been our wild card smoky in this Melbourne Storm side, and I thought he was very impressive. I actually thought he was better than Eli Katoa. I think Joe Chan's going to be a big watch over the next few weeks. Josh King got through an absolute stack of work, as did Jordan Grant. Both of these two started in the front row. I thought they were both fantastic. Got through so much work. Uh, outside of that... Um, I thought Kane Bradley, he was pretty handy as well when he came on the field, did some good things. Uh, outside of that, though, no one really jumped out at me. I think the big story here for the Melbourne Storm was Fair Logo. I think Warbrick did some good things. Um, and just seeing Christian Welsh back out there doing his thing was very good. Joe Chan as well, he stood out, and those middles were very good as well. So uh, plenty to take out of this game for both sides. Uh, both sides obviously far from full strength, though. Uh, so we will be keeping a close eye on them next week in their respective trials. All right, the next game that was on yesterday afternoon was the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Canberra Raiders. Uh, the Canberra Raiders naming a side, a pretty underwhelming side. The Canterbury Bulldogs, whilst... You know, not naming your Kickows, your Burtons, these sort of guys. I thought it was still a pretty strong side for Canterbury, and um, I thought they 
played accordingly. I thought they were very impressive, Canterbury. Um, they look like a team that has been together for longer than what they have been. Even when you have a look at their back line, I mean, Kiraz, Avrilo, Alamotti, like, I think those three will be in the starting side uh, come round one. I think Kyle Flanagan will be the seven. I think Josh Reynolds will be in the side. I thought Josh Reynolds was sensational. It was really good to see that performance from him and just him talking pre-game is exactly what we spoke about on Bloke in a Bar um, the week before that um, he's he's just going to have a real positive impact on this team. Um, so, yeah, look, plenty to take out of this game for Canterbury. I thought Reed Marnie was fantastic. I tweeted yesterday. He looks like he's been here for three years, not three months. He was very impressive. But the talk of the town, Jacob Preston. We've been talking about him a bit last week. Timmy Williams been very, very high on him. Um, very, very impressive performance from him. He showed exactly uh, what we've heard out of Canterbury. Willie Mason tipped him as his guy to watch in this game as well, and he didn't disappoint. Um, Jacob Preston, he's just tough, isn't he? Tough as fucking nails. I think he's underachieved so far throughout his career. Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to make a real splash. People saying, oh yeah, but he won't start over kick out. No one's suggesting that he will. Uh, but what we're saying is that I think he'll snare a bench spot. I think he'll be in this team somewhere, Jacob Preston. And I think that you'll probably see him come onto the field and either kick off, kick out, come off for a spell or potentially Raymond Fitala Mariner move into the middle. So plenty of options there, plenty of ways they could play. But Jacob Preston, I think he will be in the round one side uh, and he will be a really interesting guy as far as super coach goes. Ryan Sutton, he was good as well. Crashed over for a meaty, did some good things. Guys that came off the bench... Um, uh, to be honest with you, I I mean, Franklin Pelé, he, he did impress me. Uh, I have heard that he hadn't gone that well in the preseason, but fuck, he showed what he could do. Obviously, later on a try, uh, nine runs for 119 metres with 60 post-contact metres. Uh, he was very impressive. So it'll be interesting to see if hopefully Franklin Pelé can get a gig in this side. That would be great if he could. Uh, Supercoach-wise, obviously, that would be fantastic for us. Uh, so heap to watch with Can to be a really good performance, and I'm, I'm I'm really keen to see them with their full side, putting Josh Addo Carr back into the piece, putting Matty Burton back in there, uh, Viliami Kikau on the edge. I'm very, very excited about Canterbury and to watch them play. They just all seem to be on the same page, which is what you want. I thought Max King was fantastic as well. Obviously, one of the new leaders in this side, he was very good. Paul Alamotti, who we've been talking about for quite some time, obviously scored a try, but he really didn't have to do too much there. Missed a couple of tackles, but I just thought his physicality was, you, you can see that he's ready for it now, in my opinion. Uh, a few people disagree with me on social media, but I, I do think that he is ready for first grade now. Um, I think you can just see in his body and the way that he moves. Uh, you could see last year in that trial, he was far from ready. Sort of got picked apart. As much as he wasn't perfect yesterday, I think once you get those experienced heads back around him, like kick out like Josh Adokar, I think he will be okay. So I'm very excited about Alamonte. I thought Avrilo had a really good game at centre too. I love Avrilo. I think he's very unlucky, but a very talented guy. Uh, so yeah, plenty of positives to take out for Canterbury. For the Raiders, look... Um, Nowhere near their full side. Uh, I think, you know, I got the vibe that they did make a fair whack of errors throughout the game. Um, they found themselves down 18 or 16 nil pretty quickly after about 20 minutes. So defensively, that was an issue on the tries that were scored. I mean, uh, pretty disappointing, realistically. Uh, just a lot of, you know, poor D or not marking up or whatever it would be. So uh, for Canberra, I, I don't think they'd be stoked with that performance coming out of that one. A couple of guys, I thought that Elijah Anderson was pretty good. He's a handy little player. I thought Schneider had a good game. Um, but 
Yeah, not not a stacked. I mean, Trey Mooney made 37 tackles. He got through a heap of work, but came up with a couple of errors. Uh, probably wasn't the game I was expecting from him. Maybe my expectations were too high coming into this one, but I thought uh, that he would make a real splash in this game. Didn't really. 37 tackles, which is good, uh, but he did miss five tackles, and I think he had a couple of errors as well, two errors, yeah. So disappointing. Corey Horsman made a couple of errors as well. Uh, but outside of that, I mean... It sort of felt like they made more errors uh, than what they did. Um, pretty much in the starting 13, there, there wasn't only th- three guys who made errors throughout the game. Uh, Xavier Savage, uh, he's obviously injured. We'll talk about uh, him a little bit later because that'll be interesting to see what the Canberra Raiders do come round one. It's great to see Jared Croker running around again, but um, personally, I thought it was pretty evident that uh, he's probably a yard too slow now, realistically, as much as that kills me to say, and it's crazy how quickly things can ch- change in 12 to 18 months. We're talking about... Is this guy going to be the all-time leading point scorer in rugby league history uh, to then, ooh, do we want him in our first-grade squad? Is he worth having? It's, uh, it's it's wild how it's played out for Jared Croker. So much experience, such a champion player. Uh, but I do worry whether uh, we do see him get to game 300, to be honest with you. I thought Albert Hobawade was good as well. Matt Frawley, I always like at 5'8". I know he's not a superstar, but I always think he's good. Um, so, yeah, a, a bit to take out of this game for the Canberra Raiders. I thought Basama Solo was decent off the bench as well. Really big body. Uh, If they can get the best out of him, he could be a really good signing. Uh, But yeah, guys, that's sort of all I've got on the Canberra Raiders. I thought Puru was good off the bench as well. He was handy. But yeah, so um, yeah, the Canberra Raiders... They'll get their full strength side back next week, uh, and then we'll judge them off that realistically. You take Tapene, you take White, and you take these boys out of this team. Um, yeah, I think this is what you expect. But uh, not a train wreck for Canberra and the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think they should be very happy with their performance. Uh, I think they look like a really well-oiled machine. The second half, they took the uh, foot off the pedal a little bit, and they obviously conceded you know, three tries in the second half. But I think the first half, they'll take a lot of confidence out of that. All right, let's have a look at the next next game, which was the draw between the North Queensland Cowboys and the Dolphins. Um, I think it's fair to say the Dolphins probably look a little bit better than what we anticipated. I know they played a lot of first graders in that team and the Cowboys didn't, but I just think structurally and just how they're getting around the park, they do look a little bit better than what I expected them to. Uh, So credit to them. This Jack Bostock, um, sorry, Jack Bostock. Now, I uh, I, last week we said Bostock and I actually had a teacher of his from school reach out to me and say, hey, um, he's too humble and too polite to say it, but it's pronounced boss stock, uh, as the commentators were saying yesterday. Uh, and he said, look, this kid, he is he is fantastic. I taught him for a number of years. He's fantastic. He would literally be... Um, He's, he's, too, he's too polite to probably point out that you guys are saying it wrong. So that's credit to him. Uh, that's the sort of guy that he is. He reminds me of... I sat there last week and I went, fuck, he reminds me of Zach Lomax at his best. Watching him yesterday play wing... He reminds me of Campbell Graham. I think he'll be a guy that comes into first grade. I think he'll start on the wing, and I just think slowly he'll transition into a rep center. I think he's got so much fucking ability, it's not even funny. He does remind me of Campbell Graham a lot. He's got a great try yesterday. It was very, very impressive how he managed to get that ball down off an Anthony Milford kick. I thought the Dolphins looked good early. They had Osako at fullback, who, uh, in just typical Osako, he was just very rocks and diamonds, up and down, very hard to get a read on. Katoa did some really nice things. I think you can see that he's not far off being ready for first grade. 
Adelaide uh, kicked a nice 40 20. Had a number of very, very nice touches. Isaiah Katoa set up a try late uh, that his good mate Mason Teague scored just the way he came off his right foot, holding the ball in two hands. Everyone just freezes around him. Um, we've been telling you about Katoa for quite some time. We're still very excited about him. I wouldn't be playing him round one, uh, but I think throughout the season you will see a bit of Isaiah Katoa. As soon as they have an injury or if they don't start too well, I, I, I do think that he could come in. The other guy that really impressed me uh, was Ray Stone. Fuck, he's a motherfucker. He is tough as nails, that guy. Uh, so good to see. Also, I mentioned before, Katoa put Mason Teague over for a try. It's been a tough start for Mason Teague. He's a very, very talented guy. I don't. If you haven't seen him before, though, you've only seen him in these Dolphins games, you definitely haven't seen the best of Mason Teague. So good to see him score a try and show what he's about there because he is a very, very talented footballer. For the Cowboys, obviously, 22 all draw in this one. Uh, a couple of guys that stood out. Obviously, Robert Derby, he scored two tries. Pretty handy guy, big body. Um, Mostriki, he scored a try as well, handy. Uh, but the guys that stood out to me, and I, I mentioned them in the pregame, Tom Chester, uh, I absolutely love this guy. I, I reckon he's going to be a real star of the future. I thought he had a really good game, a couple of nice touches, just a really good instinctive player. 16 runs for 140 metres with 50 post contact. Had a try assist, three tackle breaks. Uh, really do like Tom Chester, and he would be my 14 if I was able to pick it for the North Queensland Cowboys this year. Uh, but Tom Duffy, we've spoken about him a little bit, and, you know, in a comp where there's so many young halves that are so impressive. This guy's flying under the radar a little bit. We've always mentioned him. We, we, we've always brought him up when it comes to under-19s and everything. And uh, I really do like him. I, I think he could be a serious player of the future. Uh, didn't run for a stack of meters or anything, but he just his control and his tempo is just fantastic. Did have a try assist in this game, but I think that he's going to be... Very much so a Chad Townsend sort of half. I don't think his highlights are going to be absolutely massive or astronomical. But I just think he's always going to do a good job and he's going to be a steady hand. Uh, we tip Sadruguru for big things in this game. Uh, he did all right. You can see the ability. But I was uh, I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest with you. Um, did get through, you know, a, f- a fair whack of work. He had 18 runs for 200 metres, which is solid. Uh, I did expect a little bit more from him. But in saying that, pr- pretty hot there yesterday. Those numbers are actually better than what I anticipated, to be fair. 18 runs for 200 metres. Um, I felt like there was just a couple of tackles that he fell off and he got caught in the wrong spot a couple of times. Uh, yeah, four missed tackles there. He did make 23 though, so he's still tackling about 80%. So uh, for 23 tackles made and to run for 200 metres in a trial, that's pretty fucking handy to be fair, Sadrugu. Uh, and I think that there was other guys that probably caught the eye a little bit more, um, but I, I thought he was very solid. So like um, Sylvester Namo, to be fair, the way that he was running was sensational. In saying that, he ran for 19, he, he had 19 runs for 200 metres, so... Um, yeah, Sadrigo actually had 18 for 200. So, interesting to think about there. Uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Namo, 62 post-contact metres. Sadrigo, 69. So, the eye test to me sort of said Sadrigo was good, but he wasn't fantastic. The stats sort of say a little bit different. So, that's really, really interesting. I love that. Uh, and as I said, got through and made a fair whack of tackles, 23 tackles. If you go and have a look at Namo, he made 25, but he missed none. So, uh, two really good front row forwards to have there in their squad. That's that's very exciting for the North Queensland Cowboys. I thought Riley Price was really good as well. 28 tackles, pretty good knock in that heat, and 147 metres off 12 runs. But it was just his defence. He's a very, very impressive customer. Uh, Julian Christian, uh, we haven't seen that name in a little while. Very, very talented guy. Probably didn't get to grab the game by scruff of the neck yesterday, though. Adam Cook came on, did some really good things. He was obviously at the Canberra Raiders a couple of years ago. He was very impressive. So, uh, yeah, look, a heap to take out of this for the Cowboys. Their depth is 
is looking very, very good. I think they should be very happy with, you know, the outside backs they've got. They've got a young half there in Tom Duffy that's ready to go. And they've got two middles in Sadrugru and Namo, who are, I think, ready to go along with Riley Price as well. Uh, and Sadrugu, like, uh, compared to games I've watched him in the past, I didn't think he was that impressive. But still, when you read that stat sheet, uh, that is pretty fucking handy. So that actually fills me with confidence that there is still a lot more upside in this guy. But yeah, 22 all draw there. Not that we really care about the scoreline realistically. It's more about the performance and I don't think either team would be disappointed. I think Wayne would be happy down 18 to 10 at halftime. They showed a bit of grit and won the second half 12 to 4, which was good to see. All right, let's move to the last game. Another draw, 24 all. The Brisbane Broncos and the Gold Coast Titans. Two sides that put out a lot of their stars, to be fair. Uh, I thought Reese Walsh, he was sensational for the Brisbane Broncos in, in moments. He was great. There was other there was a couple of like decision-making moments uh, where I questioned what Reese Walsh came up with. Uh, but I, I think he will be a very exciting prospect for the Broncos this year. I think he will do well. Uh, it was obviously a couple of times when he was down injured and whatnot. Uh, there was a moment there where he was down injured about a meter out from the line uh, and they considered a try through it which um, you know I know a lot of older heads would have said oh he's got to get up he's got to show a jersey and I, I, I agree with that I would be I would love to know what sort of injury it was for Reese Walsh in that moment because um, those are the sort of things you just got to make sure we're on top of with Reese Walsh uh, but I thought that he, he was really good I thought Jordan Piera had a good game what about that kick that Tristan Saylor put in that is freakish if you get an opportunity go and have a look at it it's right on the stroke of half time he gets the ball you know just out of nowhere. He's sort of panning to the right. You can see the way that he holds the football. He points to his winger, Jordan Piera, and he kicks it on the, you know, on on the bottom of the ball, but on the outside edge and really hooks it um, oh, sorry, curves it around, and it just curves perfectly. You can see in the in the air, it's a bit of a knuckleball. He hit it really well. Uh, I had people say, oh, it was it was a lucky miss hit. I don't think it was. I think this is genuinely what he was trying to do. Uh, when you hit the outside, or, you know, the right side of a football, when you're going to that right side, it will curve that way for you. So I genuinely think it was on purpose, which was a great knock, and Jordan Piera managed to catch that one and get it down, which is very impressive. Had a little juggle in the air, but managed to get it down. Uh, I thought Jordan Jordan Pierre was good again. Uh, I know he's a guy that, you know, he's got mistakes in him. I understand that. But I do think he's a talented guy. 173 metres. He was solid. So him and Reese Walsh, I thought they both went well. I thought Katoni Staggs looked better in moments, but, you know, still 41 run meters. He made a couple of very good tackles, to be fair. Uh, I, I, th- I thought his defense was good, as was Herbie Farmworth. Uh, I thought Ezra Mam had a solid game, did a couple of really nice things. I fucking love this halfback. I absolutely love this guy. Jack Ahern, we spoke about him last week on Bloke, wrapped him galore. He was the halfback this week. I think there's a few NRL clubs that could do with having Jack Ahern in their team, to be honest with you. I, I think that if he was to walk into the, the NRL tomorrow, I don't think he'd be the worst halfback. I'm very confident of that. A mature head as well, which I think really matters when it comes to halves. He, he's a talented guy who I think uh, there should be teams out there considering a guy like him. Uh, the hookers. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm no closer to knowing which direction I'm going to go with here. I thought Billy Walters was good when he came on. Pakes was okay. Uh, we still haven't seen Blake Moser. I'm more. I'm very keen to see uh, what Kempy thinks as far as the hookers go. I'm looking forward to having that conversation. Um, yeah, guys, other than that, I thought uh, I, I like this Logan Bayless bro. Brow, sorry. Um, 
Marty Tapao, I thought he was solid as well. Uh, I've never been the biggest Marty Tapao fan in the world, but I thought he did some good things, as did Takura. He's a handy little player. Uh, so, yeah, plenty to take out of this one for the Broncos. Tristan Sale is going to be interesting to see if he gets a spot in this team or in the squad or when we see him. He could become relevant at some point. Uh, Ethan Quire Ward came on and, and, and did some decent things as well. Uh, but, yeah, the Broncos, I, I think they're, they're looking okay at the moment. I don't think they're uh, – I'm not quite sure where they finish. I don't have them as a top eight side at the moment, uh, but I think they've got the potential to be able to be a top eight side when they're full strength and Adam Reynolds is there and Paddy Carrigan's there and all these guys. So hopefully we get to see them full strength next week. Sort of had this game in the bag and then let it go towards the back end, which would have been disappointing for them. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, on the other hand, a lot of positives here for the Titans. Uh, he obviously had Jaden Campbell. He started at fullback. He actually shifted to centre a little bit later in the game. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The young fellow that we spoke about on Beers and Break Evens this week, uh, Kino Kinney, he came on. Fucking electrifying. Good God, he can move. He's a very, very talented young guy. One to keep an eye on there. They've got Jalen DeGroote, who's very good as well. But this Kinney, I don't know, he's just got something about him. He looked very, very talented. Uh, it was great to see Carm Piera scored two tries in the back end. Was unlucky not to have a third, but to be fair, was lucky to have um, his second eye third. I'm not quite sure how they gave that try to him. Uh, I, I would not have given it to him, but I also probably would have given a penalty for uh, when Reece, uh when Jaden Campbell kicked for himself. But... Uh, I think there is also the argument that it was third tackle. I don't think it was the play, to be honest with you. Uh, but that, that that that's footy. That's the way it goes. But I thought Carm Pierre was really good. Uh, he can just turn a half opportunity into something, and he will continue to do that throughout the year. From a super coach perspective, he would have done pretty fucking well. Um, scoring two tries, 107 metres, three line breaks. Uh, very, very handy game. And I think he'll have a lot of those throughout the year. So you can lock him into our super coach teams now. I thought Jojo Fafita was good as well. Uh, he, he's a guy with a lot of ability, Jojo Fafita, and I think that people are going to get very hyped on Carm Piera this year, as they should, but I think that uh, Jojo Fafita might slip under the radar a little bit. Really talented guy. I thought Tanner Boyd, he led this team around well. Um, Sexton did some good things, but he he, he didn't blow me away. Uh, I probably thought that Tanner Boyd was the better of the two. Um... Yeah, Tanner Boyd was probably the better of the two. And then, to be honest with you, as as I've sort of said all off-season, when Tom Weaver came on, I thought he looked really good as well. He uh, had, had a line break assist, had a try assist, did some really nice things, Tom Weaver. Was unlucky not to have a second try assist. Uh, did some really, really good things. Nine tackles, only one miss, so we like that. Um, Toby Sexton, to, to be fair, 13 tackles, only two miss. Tanner Boyd, 19 tackles, only three miss. So you like to see that from your halves. Uh, the Jaden Campbell at centre thing is interesting. I wonder if that could be an option for them come round one because I personally would not be leaving this kid out of the team. Uh, Jermaine Jolliffe, he went about his work as he always does. Uh, I don't mind Jermaine Jolliffe. Uh, 17 runs for 213 metres. That was pretty solid. Uh, Fafita, another one of those games where you're like, oh, Fafita, very quiet, didn't really have much impact. Uh, and then, like, you have a look at the stat sheet. 
you know, 22 tackles, ran for 100-plus metres. Uh, I mean, like, if it was any other back row, we'd say, oh, yeah, that's that that's a decent game. But I just think because we know what his potential is, and our expectations are a little bit higher. Um, Haas was okay. Aaron Clark thought he was good once again. He's going to be very important to them this year. I thought um, Tino's younger brother was very solid, 101 metres run there, very good. Trayman Spy, uh, first game back in a long time. Great to see him back. Came up with a couple of errors there, though, that were pretty uh, disappointing, if we're honest. Uh, but I'm sure he, he's got more in him as we move forward. I thought Jacob Alec was good as well. Came off the bench for them. Pretty handy little footballer. I do not mind him at all. Uh, but yeah, look, pl- plenty of positives for the Titans. Uh, good to get away with the draw. I'm sure some fans would have probably felt like they, they could have won that game, which I have no doubt whatsoever that they could have. But I think that uh, some referee calls um, went against them. But then some went for them, I thought, as well. So uh, that's what happens in footy. you got to deal with it. If you leave it up to the referees, that's on you. Uh, so the Titans are still conceded 24 points. They want to be better than that, realistically. But positive signs, you put Sam Verrills back in this side. You put Foz back in this side. Um, and a few other guys as well that were really, really, really solid last year that come into this team. Uh, I think they'll be a good side this year. I don't have them as a top eight side. I'm confident they don't play finals footy. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're heading in the right direction. I'd like to think Tanner Boyd probably locked himself into the nine jersey. So uh, Sorry, into the seven jersey. Looking forward to seeing how he combines with the rest of the spine uh, next week and where Jaden Campbell fits into all that. It's going to be very, very interesting. But 24 all, uh, the Queensland teams had two draws, two Queensland derbies last night, two draws. Uh, so entertaining footy, there is no doubt about that. Uh, and that is trials week one, done and dusted. I'm sure we'll have a huge review on Bloke and a Bar, and we'll try and isolate a few guys that stood out to us over the next 24 hours as well. So stay tuned for those podcast guys. Uh, Plenty more to come this week on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 